I'm, at, I'm here at the uh, Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? I'm Scott Anderson, and I'm working on a game called Shadow Physics with Steve Swink. Okay. And you uh, had a game in the experimental game design track? No. Uh, what, what was yeah, it? Shadow Physics is in the experimental gameplay workshop. Okay. And uh, so it's a game about playing a 2D platformer in the shadows created by a 3D world. Okay. And, um, you know, how'd you come up with the idea? Like, what was the process? Uh, Steve actually had the idea years ago when he was first working at Neversoft. They were working on a game that had shadows, and he was, he was looking at the shadows, and the programmer spent a lot of time, he spent like a month or two, just on getting nice shadow technology, and all it, all it ended up doing is looking a little bit nicer than, sure. you know, other shadow techniques would have, but Steve was thinking about ways you could do gameplay ideas with the shadows, and you know, if you spent so much time on it, you might as well use it for gameplay, sure. so he wanted to do a game where you could play in the shadows. Uh, when I moved to Arizona a couple years ago, we, me and him had a meeting, and we were just talking about different game ideas ideas that we had and he pitched the idea to me and I was like oh that's a pretty cool idea maybe I'll do it yeah. uh, fast forward like a year later <laughs> or more and I actually sat down during TIG Jam and implemented an early prototype of it and it was okay. a pretty cool idea and we've just been working on it ever since Okay. and how long did it take then to implement a first basic prototype because it's it seems kind of complicated in the sense that you have this 3D world and you have to kind of run off the shadows or something else like that yeah the the, the game is actually using semi-advanced technology um, it's, it requires kind of high-end hardware uh, it's all shader model 3 stuff because we're doing collision detection like classic per pixel platformer collision detection against the shadow map that's generated in real time in hardware using standard shadow mapping techniques yeah. um, the prototype the original prototype took me about three or four days to put together actually awesome. and but it was like three or four days of straight up crunching because yeah. it was during tig jam it was a game jam yeah. people were pulling all-nighters i pulled near all-nighters <laughs> so i was basically working the whole time okay. but uh and then you know it went through multiple iterations and you know i did f like basically full week i took a week off of work at cheyenne mountain entertainment sure and uh <laughs> and uh worked at flashbang studios um, basically a full full time week on it and got it to close to where it is now okay. and then I've worked other you know weekends and you know part time on it since so then during that week you took off did you just work with Steve and just iterate over it or how was how was that development process then yeah, I worked with Steve and we iterated and showed him stuff. A lot, a lot of the stuff, I mean, the technology is still in development. There sure. aren't that many tools right now. So yeah. It's a little bit harder for someone to get in and work in the game. Um, Steve is technical enough that he can do stuff with it because right now it's all script-driven, but okay. we still want to improve the tools so it's easier for people to build levels. Yeah, can you talk about the technology that you use then for the game? Um, just OpenGL and oh, right now it's it's DirectX. Okay. It's Direct3D. Um, we use bullet physics for the physics engine. Sure. Um, FMOD for, <laughs> for audio engine, <laughs> Lua for scripting, as, as yeah. I mentioned before. So it's, it's, a, it's a mishmash of different technologies. And what is, what is the scripting, the Lua scripting used for specifically? Right now it's used for mostly for level design, actually, okay. but also for gameplay scripting stuff. And their idea is to expand it more sure. so it can be used for more things. And a lot of the gameplay code will probably be written in Lua. Have you ever done any uh, user testing then? I mean, have you had other people play it? What's the feedback? Yeah, we've had a few people test, test it. Right now, we know a lot of the flaws, especially with the control scheme, and yeah. those things will be barriers to other things you don't look at the game. So we want to iterate on the control scheme some more and then have more people try it out. Um, obviously, Jonathan Blow and sure. you know a few other people on the Experimental Gameplay Workshop have played it, and a few of the guys from Flashbang have played it. And our biggest concerns are just camera and light manipulation stuff, so control stuff right now. Okay. 
And so now, what's the next step? I know you said it's going to maybe take one or two more years, but um, what's, what's the next step to get this thing out? Uh, the idea is to flesh out some of the extra mechanics that we were looking at, um, things that have to do with colored lights and a few other things. Um, and then after that, work on control scheme stuff, work on lots of content for the game, work on polish for the game. The game doesn't really have a set visual art style. Right now it looks very prototypey and stuff and just yeah. simple shapes. And We may do something that's like that, but we still need to flesh it out. Um, is your goal to then release it on PC or Xbox Live or what? I mean, in the, in the worst case scenario, we come out with the game, it's polished, but, you know, not something we want to release as a commercial release and we just release it a freeware for PC. Okay. Um, not, as many, not as many people as we'd like to would be able to play it, just because of the hardware requirements, sure. but a decent amount of people will still be able to play it. And, you know, it's just kind of a thing, and this is a cool game, you can play it, it's free. Uh, ideally, it would be a really cool game and we'd get, you know, a commercial release on Xbox Live Arcade or PSN or Steam or, you know, some of those other platforms where we can get more exposure and make some money off of it. And you talked about TIG Jam um, and just pulling all-nighters. Is that, what if you just pulled an all-nighter for the next three weeks because you get it done? Or? <laughs> I could probably get a lot of the technology done. I might die in the process, but I could probably get a lot of technology done. But I think a lot of the things like working out the controls and or building levels aren't necessarily going to benefit from an all-nighter. They're going to take a little bit more time. And what about TIG Jam? Can you talk about that more and, you know, whether you benefited from it, like how useful it was? And oh yeah, I definitely benefited from Take Jam. I met a lot of indies that I, you know, I just known about from online, from like Take forums or whatever. Sure. I met Derek Yu. I met uh, who else was there? Alec was there. Um, you know, a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's, so it was, it was a good thing. It's like a mini GDC almost for indies. You know? So is it? Does it last like five days or something? Or what's what's the? Rule? It was a weekend. I think okay. it was a three-day thing. It sure. was in Phoenix. It was in Flashbang Studio. Oh okay, gotcha. And um, does that happen yearly, or I mean, if other people are interested, other indies are interested, how do they get involved? It happened. So it, it happened last year, and that was the first one. That was the first yearly TIG Jam. Since then, people have created local TIG Jams. So there's been a TIG Jam UK in the okay. UK, and there's been a TIG Jam Midwest, and I think that was in Iowa or someplace oh, in the wow. Midwest. I don't remember exactly where it was. There's we're looking into doing a TIG Jam East actually. Since I'm moving out to New York, I was talking to. Uh, Brandon, sure. and, he was, and he's in Baltimore, and he's talking about starting a Take Jam East. Okay, cool. Uh, any last words, then, for other indie game developers who want to do their own game? Uh, keep at it. <laughs> keep, keep trying different things. I've been doing this for a while now, probably about four or five years, and had a lot of failures and some successes, so just keep doing it, and that's, that's all I can say. Thank you very much.